God wants you in his army. Welcome to Spirits, Weapons, and Warfare. I'm Roger Crickler. This is episode two, which will be a two-part series. The first part will be learning about the invisible war, and the second part will be learning about how to join God's army. Okay, to start our study of the Invisible War, you have to understand that there's two worlds that we live in. There's the natural world, which we're very familiar with. We live it every day. We get up, we go to work, we come home, we communicate, we live in a city. That's the natural world. But then there's also the spirit world, and we also live in that world. We live in two worlds. And the reason I say we live in the spirit world, remember when I said in episode one that we were created in God's image. And because of that, we have a spiritual component to our bodies. And that spirit is what lives in the spirit world. So we're made up of a body, a spirit, and a soul. And we live in the natural world and in the spirit world. And so even Paul said in 1 Corinthians verse 40 that there are heavenly bodies and that there are earthly bodies. Just showing again how we live in the natural world and we also live in a spiritual world. Now that we've established that we live in two worlds, let's talk about what's inside each world, kingdoms. There's kingdoms inside the natural world. You might think of that like the United States, England, Egypt. These are countries, but you could say that they're kingdoms in the natural world. Now, in the spiritual world, there's kingdoms as well. There's God's kingdom, and then there's Satan's kingdom. Now, in the kingdom of Satan, the players are Satan, his demons, and people that are being influenced by Satan to do things not of God. Those are the players in Satan's kingdom. And then there's God's kingdom, and the players in God's kingdom is obviously God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit and angels working on our behalf in the spiritual war, and also all the men and women trying to live a righteous, obedient life to God's word. Now, the kingdom of God is non-denominational. That might be a surprise to a lot of people, but it's not really a surprise because back in the early churches, it was just the church. They hadn't broken up into the different denominations yet. The, that's a man creation for organization and administration and so forth. But the true church of God is non-denominational. 
And currently, the kingdom of God dwells and lives inside of each Christian. It's not external to the Christians yet until Jesus comes back to reclaim a new earthly kingdom. So there are the two spiritual kingdoms. Okay, so now let's really get diving into the invisible war. Now remember the invisible war, it's in the spirit world. Every man and woman alive is involved in this war. So why do I say that? Because remember, every one of us created in God's image have a spiritual component to our life. And that spirit exists in the spirit world where the spiritual war is going on. So kind of like by default, we're involved in the war, whether we want to be or not. So all the more reason to learn how to fight Satan, because you're going to get attacked no matter what. And if you don't do anything, you're just going to get beat up. And if you learn how to fight and you fight back, at least you have a chance of winning. And like I said earlier, you will win because Satan's already lost. Now, there are times that you can lose the battle, but you still win the war. That even happens in natural warfare, as you know. We can win or lose some of the battles, but overall, if we win the war, then so be it. So now I want to talk about how and where the battles can happen. A lot like in a natural war where we can fight on more than one front. Maybe we fight up in the north, we fight in the south at the same time. So we're battling two fronts. Well, the spiritual war is a multidimensional war as well. It also depends on how Satan wants you to attack you at any given time. So one of the fronts that we are confronted with, and that is a social battle. The social battle is between the believer and the world. And so in this case, you can see where we have a cancel culture anymore. We have uh, the world coming against Christians, against churches. That's all part of the believer against the world. Now, in John 15, verses 18, Jesus is telling the disciples that you're going to be hated because he was hated first. He writes this, If the world hates you, us, know that it hated me before it hated you. Now, if you were of the world, so we join into the world, the world would love us, right? The world would love you as its own. But because you, us, are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And it does today. It hated Jesus back then so much they wanted him, they wanted to kill him. And they eventually did. But they did not get the last laugh because that was God's plan. It was God's plan to send 
his only begotten son, that he loved us so much that he sent his only son to save us from an eternal death. Now, that's a kind of love that we can't fathom in our natural mind. But in our spiritual mind, and as you grow and become more spiritually minded, you might be able to understand how big that love is. So it's just incredible. But it also says in verse 20, Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. And they will today. Because we are Christians, because we believe in Jesus, the world will persecute us, and we have to be ready for that. So just know that in advance. Another battle front, if you will, is a personal battle. Now, this battle is between our flesh and our spirit. Now, this is where Satan tries to tempt us, lies to us. He tries to use our flesh, our our sinful nature, if you will, to do things not of God. And so Paul writes, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. Now, you know that every day in your life. You'll have not godly thoughts, let's say, let's put it that way, and that you might want to take action on some of those thoughts, whatever they might be, but they're not of God. So that's how Satan can influence our minds, and then it's up to us. And that's why spiritual warfare is so important, so that when Satan plants that seed of doing something wrong, that you can battle back. Get out of my head, Satan, in the name of Jesus, because stronger is he that is in me than he that is in the world. These are just some of the words and the weapons that I use to battle Satan when he tries to plant something in my mind. So another battle that we deal with, Paul writes in Ephesians, is a supernatural battle. Now this battle is between the believer and the evil spirits and powers of this world. Now I'll just read Ephesians chapter 6, number verse 12. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And what does that mean? That means, again, almost in the world, there are people influenced by Satan that might be in government, might be in some kind of authority to make your life a little more miserable. And those are the people that, because they are, again, God's children, and maybe we don't like what they're doing, but because they are God's children, 
we still have to love them. That's what God said when he said, love your enemy. He's saying, love your enemy. Don't love what they're doing. Why would you do that? They're trying to hurt you, do something that goes against God. So you wouldn't love what they're doing, but you would still love them. Now, in a biblical worldview, let me give you a quick example of that. When you think of a country or a world map and you see a, um, a continent or some other place other than where you live, you might have a thought of what those people are like, like China. Maybe you think they're communist and they're bad and they're this or they're that. But do you know what God sees when he looks at China? He sees a people that needs to be saved. That's the biblical worldview. And that's the kind of worldview that we need to develop. Now, I don't say it's easy because I can tell you, being a military guy and all of that, I have my prejudice against certain people and the way they think and so forth. And it's unfortunate because it's not the people. If I really dig down deep in myself, it's not the people. It's what they stand for. It's what they believe. It's the way their behaviors are, their characteristics, their nature, whatever it might be. That's the part I have a disagreement with and that I hate. So, but it's not the person because, again, we're all made in God's image. And they are our Christian brothers and sisters, even though they may not be acting like that. So we still have to pray for them and pray that the Holy Spirit and God will soften their hearts and that they'll take a new look at what they're doing and change their ways. So these are some of the fronts on which battles will take place. I want to make sure that you're aware of them and that we will dive into in our series on how to battle in each one of these scenarios. As for any soldier, I think it's important for them and us as Christian soldiers to understand how battles started, what caused it all, why am I here, why am I fighting, and just so a little history, like in World War I, it started on June 28, 1914, when an Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated. The Korean War began on June 25, 1950, when the North Korean People's Army invaded South Korea along the 38th parallel. The Vietnam War, and a bunch of my friends from Vietnam, on August 5, 1964, North Vietnamese uh, torpedo boats um, attacked the USS Maddox and the USS Turner Joy in the Gulf of Tonkin. And because of that, then President Johnson ordered a retaliatory bombing of military targets in North Vietnam. And so started the Vietnam War. So, but how did this war against Satan and God start? Let's look at that a little bit. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 14, 12, it says that how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of dawn, you have been cast down to the earth. That's how he got here. You who were, you who once laid low the nations. 
In Hebrew, the word morning star is translated into Latin, which is translated into Lucifer. And that's where Lucifer's name came from. In Ezekiel 28:15, Lucifer is a beautiful angel created by God and was part of God's kingdom. And then sin found him. In Isaiah 28:15, it says, You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. And at that point, Lucifer then became Satan and a third of the angels rebelled against God and joined Lucifer and were cast down onto earth where they started their own kingdom. There was, a, as it says in Revelations 12, 7, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, Satan, and the dragon fought and his angels. And the great dragon was cast out the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out unto the earth and his angels were cast out with him. That's Revelations 12, 9. So the Bible talks a little bit about how this battle started between Satan and God. And then some of the reasons behind the battle was that Man was originally uh, created to, in God's image, to be glorify God. But Satan, uh, even in the Garden of Eden, like I mentioned before, wanted to deceive Eve. And when he did, sin entered the world because Satan's mission is to turn us from God. He does not want us to be under God's authority or turn to God, love God, give our life to God. He doesn't want us to do that. So it says in Romans 5.12, just to support all of this, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that have sinned. So that's where we're born as sinners because this sin that entered the world in the Garden of Eden has just been passed down to every generation since then. It's also resulted in an invisible war that we're talking about between man and the forces of evil. It mentions this in Genesis 3.15, and I will put enmity between thee, Satan, and the woman, mankind, and between thy seed, the forces of evil, and her seed, the forces of good, represented by the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can see that this battle started. It had certain reasons because of Satan wanting to be God, basically. He wanted to take over that position. And uh, God said, no, I'm going to cast you out. And he did. So, but because of that, God made a plan, and we've talked about that a little bit, that God gave up his only son so that we could be freed from Satan's clutches and from eternal death. And he gave his son freely, and we 
just can't thank Jesus enough for doing that. I mean, how, how do you repay that? I don't know. So, but it does say that for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And that's why I said before that Satan basically lost when, De when Jesus died on the cross. But this war still goes on because we still live in enemy territory, meaning the earth, and I call them little terrorist cells, demons, Satan, that still attack us because they have not accepted the fact that they have lost. So we continue to get attacked and be just drives home the point why we need to know how to fight back. And that's why I believe spiritual warfare, knowing our weapons, how to fight is so important so that it will make our lives a little bit easier one while we're here on this side of death. So that's why it's my goal to teach you spiritual warfare. So we're going to wrap up part one of episode two. I hope you've gotten something out of it. I think it's very informative. It's a prelude to actually being able to understand the fight against Satan. Next time, we're going to be talking about spiritual warfare, the meaning behind it. Why are we fighting? We have no real choice because we're in the war. We were born into the war. So now we have to fight or get beat up. So next time, we're going to talk about why we're in the fight. And more importantly, we're going to join God's army. We're going to talk about what it takes to be in the army, what you have to do, what we all had to do to join God's army. So join me next time.